This is the Adirondack Books and Beyond podcast. Here we go. Oh, what a hog! Take him, Corey. Got a boy. All right, guys, welcome back to the Adirondack Bucks Beyond podcast. Just Brad and I tonight um, did some hiking around today in the Adirondacks. We uh, went up and pulled a camera that had been sitting there for a while, found our canoe, which we'll, tell, we'll elaborate on that story, I, I suppose, <laughs> what you shouldn't do with a canoe. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're just, we want to get a podcast out. It's nothing going on, really. Right. So We jumped the gun as usual and headed up into the big woods while there's still really too much snow to be wanting to walk in and yes. it's wicked crusty but yeah we was, made the trip it was worth it well where we had gone today because interesting interestingly enough in the adirondacks you could actually ride snowmobiles on some of the trails yep and where we went today the snowmobiles had gone up through there and packed down all the snow so it wasn't too horrible walking until we got you know off the trail um but yeah, so today we went in, and uh, I guess you could kind of say what happened with the with the canoe, unless there was anything else you want to talk about before then. Oh no, it, <coughs> excuse me. We uh, and we, not not stop you, just so I don't forget. I want to talk about the snow thing too, the app, the the thing. Oh that, yeah, thing that we yeah. Talk well, about. just just talk about that now, and then I'll just yeah yeah. Just it just reminded me when Brad said the snow up there. Um, what is what is the actual name of that website? Do you know? I don't. I just consider it to be the snowfall. Yeah. Well. Uh, we're not going to say it in here because I can't remember it, but I'll, I'll put it in the description or something. There's this, there's this site that Corey uses, and Brad and I were talking about it today. It is spot on with the snow. Like it said where we were today, there's going to be seven inches, and we would say there's probably just that. Exactly, and, and there's we been were. times in the past that me and Corey have tried to find snow during the fall. Uh, well, well, like remaining snow because yeah. we haven't had any in a while. Like maybe it's like a week old snow, and it'll be like ah, uh, you know, three inches in this area. We get there, and it's pretty much about three inches. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty reliable. Well, I actually, the first time I used it is when I went to Vermont this past season. And Corey's like, I'm telling you, this thing's dead accurate. And I drove up there in my little Honda Civic. And yeah. <laughs> sure enough, there was exactly what it said. And then today, again, it just proves that it's pretty reliable. I don't know where they're getting the data from. I don't know how it's different from anything else, but it seems like versus anything else, that thing's the most accurate. Which, again, it sucks that we don't remember the name for it, but for I, sure. I'll, I'll get that for everybody. Yeah, so it's it's definitely very helpful, and it's just another you know tool to add to the toolbox when you're trying to figure out certain weather conditions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but getting back to the uh, canoe, it was on the same piece of ground that Bailey killed his buck on this year, and uh, the pond is frozen right now, so we were staying in the snowmobile tracks because just anything off the tracks was just brutal walking Miserable. so yeah and we knew we were gonna have to kind of break ground eventually so we were trying yeah. to save ourselves was, for that particular and, point and to preface it it was like that snow where like you take a step and you're almost like adding an extra step because yeah. your foot's getting yeah. sunk and down you're into banging the snow. seven inches down and you just keep doing brad's that brad's over old over knees were wobbling by the oh, end of the my day joints, my, the, yeah the joints my <laughs> knees are killing me <clears throat> but um we got out in the pond and i see what appears to be like this red object out <laughs> out <laughs> Way up shore on the pond, and I, I immediately turned to Bailey. I said, that looks like our freaking canoe down there, and I really couldn't get a good look at it. So as we start going out across the pond, I'm, I'm looking kind of back over my right shoulder to where I know I stored the canoe the right. last time I used it during the fall, and it's definitely not there, and the closer we're getting, it's our canoe, 
and somehow it's made its way across the pond and initially we're like oh you know who the hell you know used a canoe and didn't put it back because it's fine if somebody wanted to use the canoe right that's, that's kind of like an unwritten rule it's like the adirondack things. unwritten rule exactly yeah if you leave yeah. a canoe out there it's kind of fair game for people to use you're supposed to respect it and put it back where right. you found it and so initially i'm kind of mad about that but as we get closer we could just kind of tell by the orientation of the canoe in the water that somebody definitely didn't use the canoe it yeah. somehow made its way back into the water i like how you knew what it was like the second that we saw it because when when i first looked at it i just saw like two like it looked like traffic cones sticking it did. Out, yeah you out couldn't the see the whole and immediately length like of the canoe. That, that's our canoe and i'm yep. like yeah okay that makes sense there's two tips sticking out of there yeah that makes sense that that's your canoe <laughs> so it's uh pretty well filled with water right now and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get it out you know we uh, the best we can gather is that um, it got wind blown yeah. back into the pond and now it's on the other side, but we will get it out and take care of it. You know, we, we would absolutely not leave that behind like that. Yeah. Um, no, it's, so that's for that sucks. But, uh, when the thaw comes actually, and you know, here's another pro tip when you're heading into the mountains, you go do some hiking. Don't forget your belt. Um, I've done that two times in a, in a row now when I've been with Brad hiking in the mountains and what I've been doing is Brad has this blue ratchet strap in his truck, <laughs> and I take the ratchet strap, and I just tie it around my waist and use it as a belt, and thank God I did for this situation. Exactly. <laughs> I knew we were going to need that again. <laughs> we tied the canoe up with the ratchet strap, so when uh, it, un, you know, I think it's going to sink. <laughs> yeah, it took on some water, so we're worried once it thaws that it's, it's going to try to go down. I mean, it's right on shore, so I think it's yeah. only going to get so deep, and like, these the ponds up up north like are very shallow for a long period of time right. you know it's because yeah. they're typically not really that deep until you get out maybe in the center so we'll definitely get it out of there it's just that yeah. was a hard lesson learned but best we could say is that yeah the wind blew it in it pushed itself across the pond and and it was up on shore quite a bit so i don't know how that happened I, yeah i would just assume that the wind just blew it there and yeah, never would have guessed that. there i yeah. don't i don't and know and the spot it was at i wouldn't have thought yeah that i would have figured it'd so. be out in the middle of the lake or at the you know dam at the end of the yeah. At the end of the pond there. Yeah. So I'll have to deal with well, at least it's At day. least it's, you know, right side up and you can still retrieve it. <laughs> right. Right. No. That would have sucked. That was unexpected. Yeah. It was, it was cool, though. We um we hiked up in there. We saw a lot of deer activity, actually, compared to what I thought. I thought we would see some tracks here and there, but actually the mountain that I shot my buck on, there was a lot of deer activity yeah. coming up it. And, and actually a little farther down the road, they're heading uh, down the mountain into a swamp and up from the swamp into the mountain. So that was cool to see that there's deer there. You know, they could be going down into houses and stuff, but they're staying there. So there must be a good reason why they're there, right. I, would, I would imagine. Um, I was northern Adirondacks, Lake Placid last weekend, um, and we drove out towards like the Tupper Lake area and um, just watching the sides of the roads on a fairly fresh snow I shouldn't say that actually. What that that's not right. On a not fresh snow, not like fresh it was probably snow. like a week old snow. It was like right. plenty of time for the deer to have left their tracks. There, there was zero activity on the roadsides, and you know we're talking probably drove, I don't know, ten twelve miles uh, on a state highway, um, and then we get down here, more southern Adirondacks, which you know my point being is that the deer are probably yarded to some extent up there. It, right. It's cold. It, the snow was super deep up there. Come back to the Southern Adirondacks and we were seeing a lot of deer activity in the same areas that were hunting it as though yeah. they aren't yarding. Which I'm excited, excited about for when the snow melts off because all I kept saying to Brad today was I want to find a shed. And I, th yeah. I think down in one of those areas we walk through, it'll probably be a pretty good area to go find some sheds. Yeah, definitely. It's getting there, you know, 
Oh, the snow needs to go soon. I know. I it's always weird when you come back home and the snow's almost gone, and then you yeah. drive just, you know, 40 minutes to the north and yeah. the snow's still I've, piled I've up. I've told a couple of people this, and this is kind of unrelated to hunting, but it, it was it was good today to get out and go do that because I was telling you earlier, and I've told other people, like, I don't know if it's just the weather or the time of year. Like, I'm just dragging in all aspects. I don't. I just want to sleep. I don't want to do anything. So it was really nice to get out, have the sun shining today, and go out and hike a little bit. Well, and, honestly, well, and honestly, it lifts your spirits up much higher when you go out. And yeah, it Instead does. of just sitting around the house all day. Yeah, well, we're dead center in winter right now. Like, yeah. we're right about center point. We're going to start heading the other way here, getting towards spring. Yeah. Let's get to the middle of February, and then we'll start head in the right direction yeah yeah and we'll start gearing towards turkeys and we're, we're already playing all that stuff right now yep. for turkey season but before we get too off topic we're we wanted to head in the direction of talking i know we've talked about this you know extensively on here about trail cameras but uh, it's very interesting to me the farther we get along with trail cameras the more we're learning about them and i feel like it's something really good to talk about yeah like especially for the people who consistently use them people who don't use them and I don't know. It's good, good to get different point of views from like where we started at, you know, we, cause I, I guess where I'm going with this is when I started using trail cameras, I thought they were the savior mm-hmm. of everything. And over the last, you know, year and a half, two years, it's proven to be actually the exact opposite for me. Yeah. I don't know if you would agree with, I mean, I know you would agree with oh, that. Oh yeah. No, I definitely agree And, and we talked to Corey today and Corey said the same thing. Um, but I, before we get into out, let's tell a story of what happened with Corey's buck. So we went up into this property, as I said, to go pull this camera. Yeah. And Brad and Corey had hunted in this area November 19th, right. which is a very uh, – the date is very meaningful in this story. <laughs> right. So you, you can tell the story on that. Yeah, so uh, this is the same piece of uh, state land that Bailey killed his buck on. We had just found this piece this year. It's like, I think it's 25 or 27,000 acres. Um, and it's just beautiful country. It's a lot different from what we've been hunting. More pine in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really wet in there. Like, there's a lot of ponds and streams. And there, it's swamps. very swampy in there. Like, huge, very swampy. Huge swamps. It's actually, I shouldn't say it's less mountainous because it's mountainous. But it it's almost a, a perfect split between the, the swamp areas and the ponds and the mountains to really nice mix. Right. Well, and where your camera was kind of seems like almost in the, in the center of all that. Like you can look up and you can look back at the mountain that I shot my buck off of, yeah. but then you could look over here and see these mountains off in the distance. And then yeah. right where your camera was, like I was saying earlier, is kind of like where it all conjugates down into the same area yeah. and it's surrounded by thick, nasty swamp. Yeah. And a- actually realistically, I think where that camera was and where the mountain is that your bu- you killed your buck on, I think actually more here where those two, if you could draw like, you know, imaginary lines where those right. two hit, that is even more of a, a better hub because it's big mountain, my camera, and then right here is that big swamp. Right. You're saying where your camera was is that spot? Or no, there- I'm thinking, I'm saying from my camera and where your mountain is, if you draw imaginary lines till they intersect, that's where the hub is. That's where that scrape line was. Right. So that's where the yes. hub, that's where I think the actual grand hub of, for, for right. deer movement in that particular area is. And I think we're like slowly figuring that out. And the right. camera helped with that to an extent today. Yes. When you consider all the sign we've seen in there and where you killed your buck, where we tracked a couple deer in there this year and what the camera told us today, wow, we really narrowed some stuff down and we only hunted in there four times. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that, that really is very helpful, but, um, November 19th, we'd had some snow. Me and Corey had hunted two days 
Um, the two days prior to that, up in the more uh, like eastern central Adirondacks, we were hunting on good snow. Um, we followed some really nice bucks around, and uh, we decided that we were going to hunt a little bit closer to home that Sunday, and we wanted to take the canoe to the back mm. of this pond, which is you know this pond is really good size so oh, you yeah. cover a lot of ground by taking the canoe first you and getting save so much time with that canoe yeah just walking around that yeah pond. yeah and you know hey we might have been missing some tracks along the way by not being out on our feet but we wanted to get to the back of the pond and um hunt from there so uh we took that canoe out and i i headed like straight out through the back just kept like going deeper and deeper and uh cory ended up kind of making like uh you know making a uh, half moon shape from the back of this pond kind of back towards the parking area which by the way right. the crow flies and how you navigate it you got two to three miles to work with there. right um, and it was all great back buck, towards the parking right lot. great buck country so it yeah. doesn't sound like a lot but that whole time is like an extremely efficient way of trying to catch a track somewhere and then you never know the track taking track might take you 10 miles from there that piece that piece for whatever reason how it lays out hunts way bigger than what it is it does it does but it also but it hunts small too like right. you can hunt it real if you don't want to have like a real deep day and you but you want to still be productive this is a great spot well you can you can pick around those swamps for hours man mm-hmm. you could hop i mean this swamp right here you can take your take your time through there two hours easily yeah. and, and then the, go to the next one and then go to this mountain i mean that's all within not even a mile and you could have a full day of hunting right there absolutely and we've talked time and time again about how we need to try and get better at sitting but uh, with that being said if there's a spot to sit this you know this chunk oh, of land yeah. has got it going on because of the the extremely um defined funnels that exist right. there i mean there are swamps but some of them these deer are not using these swamps to live in but they are yeah. they do have to live around them and within the around. proximity they're just them. too wet yeah. these deer aren't going out through yeah, these swamps. yeah they're freaking nasty yeah and, but then you get those other ones like we talked about and they're just a pine mess where all yeah. these pines are just blown yeah. down and, and and brad and i we're, we're kind of getting way off topic which we always do no but, i'll come back into it yeah, though. yeah um and like we talked about earlier in these these pine messy swamps i i couldn't imagine how many times you could walk by a deer in there and never see it oh yeah yeah I mean, definitely really. and it's dead silent in those places you know it's oh, like yeah. they can lay in there and just be on absolute high alert because mm-hmm. they're gonna hear everything everything yeah so uh, getting back to the trek, and so, you know, I'm going deeper, and Corey's going to do that half moon shape. And, uh, you know, the day goes by, and Corey had texted me around, like, uh, 1240-ish. And uh, I shouldn't say text me, he messaged me on our inreaches because we yep. couldn't get each other on the radio anymore. And he said, uh, you know, basically in some and substance, he was like, I can't figure this buck out. Um, I think I bumped it, right? a smaller buck that was with him losing the track there's a lot of deer in here i'm headed back to the truck he was just frustrated right and, right and that, that this is day three of us tracking and kind of mm-hmm. like burning burning yeah, both burn the candle because you know how it is like right be, when the snow's not there you're like oh man if it could just snow mm-hmm. i'd be on one mm-hmm. and now we're three days deep on good snow like it was good hunting snow up at man. camp the last in muzzleloader yeah exactly you know? and we're not getting it done so and it's sunday so we're about to be back to work right. here real quick right. so um 1240 says that 140 i have messages on my inreach saying hey dude just got back from the canoe um, i'm headed back to the truck so you know 140 in the afternoon well we pull the camera today and uh we only had 25 pictures on it which was kind of a letdown but we had two nice bucks on it and one of the bucks is a real good looking buck he's oh, a beautiful nine I'll, pointer i'll put it up to the camera for you guys well can you just throw it into the 
into the podcast. I could do that. We'll put it up to the camera. If it doesn't work, right. we'll throw it in. Deal. Deal. <laughs> well, you're the freaking technical, man. Um, so There we go. I don't know if this will focus or not. Yeah, there he is. That's He's a buck. beautiful nine-pointer. That's the buck Corey was tracking there. Broad daylight. So uh, the time on that deer is uh, 254. 253. Yeah. 253. But we found when I pulled it that that camera is an hour fast. So it's 153, actually. Brad and did it, his like best said, detective work. On like this I one. said, at 140, <laughs> I'm telling Corey I'm coming back from the boat. And this camera is within eye shot of the pond I just rode across. <laughs> so I'm likely rowing down <laughs> through this pond while this buck the is on the watching he, you. He's yeah, up on the mountain cross. above me. And, uh, you know, we called the Corey today. We're like, well, dude, the, you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> It was a dandy buck, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. left it. You left his track left and track. And, well, and it was. He said it wasn't even so much he left right, it. it. He was said that really he couldn't no find. He couldn't find it. He which, felt like he was way behind. And, the deer. and matter of fact, he was yeah. way behind the deer because what we came to the the conclusion is that that deer had already gone through there and just did a big loop, mm-hmm. and that time actually walked by your camera. Yeah, the so. initial track when he picked it up had gone in the same mountain range as that camera right. and it's a pretty narrow the way it's laid out and they just didn't go by it right but what you're seeing is that deer had done a big loop while Corey's tracking him and in that photo you're seeing him come back past the camera to where he which started. is honestly really cool like that it's that, awesome that, you, that we can see that in, it's awesome i mean i wouldn't say real time but Excuse we can me. go back and look at it and be yeah. like oh my god that's what happened like yeah. that's what this buck was doing and you hear people talking about it all the time right and we said what would have been really cool was if we had a picture of that buck and then maybe 20 minutes later a picture of Corey coming on the track <laughs> yeah. and then he kills that buck oh my god that would have been <laughs> awesome be awesome that'd been awesome be awesome stuff. and we're talking we're talking about it as though it's like this this like real small area and like the buck and Corey and my camera on the same spot. Right. I mean, again, this is 25 to 27,000 acres right. of state land right. that like you hit a state road and then you go for another 80,000 past that. Like it's a huge chunk Dig. of, of woods. Dig. And, and so with that story, I was saying how like our, our trail camera knowledge and, and what we think of them has developed over the years. And that story kind of ties into it because Brad and I got into the conversation in the truck and I was like, you know, that's one camera on, on that 25,000 acre piece, right? We had we had that buck. On a lonely we, little scrape. On, on one little scrape. And, and, I, and I would argue it's probably not even, like you just said, it's not even the best spot that that camera could have been. No. So we have that buck. We have a decent six-pointer, which he'll tall, be a tall time, tall time nice six-pointer. Six he'll pointer, be a real yeah. nice one next year. And I think, was there one other one or just? No, just those two. Just those two. And, so a cute, have, and a cute little three-inch Yeah, and, and your little spiker. Everyone loves a good spike. <laughs> um, so we have those two nice bucks. Okay, well, that's on one portion of, we'll say they're on that mountain that is on the back side of the mm-hmm. pond. On the other side of the pond, the front side of the pond, I shot my buck. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's two mountains. There's three nice bucks within two mountains. Right. What's two mountains over? Right. And you don't know that. Well, there's about it, 20 more mountains in there, so it's like... It, exactly. And, right. like, uh, so many people, and, and me included, over the years, and granted, it was mostly on farm country because that's where I started hunting, but you're you're so... I would get... I, I don't know what the right word is. I'd get uh, consumed mm-hmm. in my cameras and being like, well, what buck's here? What buck's here? You don't know. Right. Like, you just don't know because... There's so, especially up there, there's so much room for them to go. And and I wanted to mention this too, which Brad and I also talked about, was uh, Corey and I ran a lot of trail cameras on a farm this year. Um, uh, there's this other fella who hunts that same farm, had like two cameras on that, on that farm, only, I mean, hundreds of yards apart from Corey and I. We got to talking to him, and uh, 
he's like, yeah, I had a couple, you know, decent bucks on camera or whatever. I'm like, okay. I sent him the pictures of the bucks that we have on the same farm, 100, 100, like 200 yards apart, maybe. Yeah. He responds. He says, I've never seen those bucks. I'm like, how how does that work? They're right. right our cameras are right here and his are right here. How wasn't he getting if, those if, bucks? If one of you was standing with your camera and he was standing at his, you could sit there. And wa- wave right, and wave see at each, each other. other. Right. And he never got the picture of any of the bucks, and he had them out since October. Sure. And we had those bucks on camera right. in October. More so, than once, right? What's that? More than once. Way more than once. Yeah. So then bring it back now, put that put that into a big wood setting. Right. What are you missing? Right. And these people well, are- I'll tell you what I'm missing. We're missing Corey and the buck going by the first time. Exactly. Right. And, and people are so and, – and which, hey, it works for some people. And I get it. A lot of people – and there's, there's a couple guys who I'm close with who say, you know, I have a family. It's it's the most um, useful uh, – it would be the most use of my time to run these right. trail cameras. Right. The best use of their time. The best use of their time right. to run the trail cameras and hunt efficiently. Mm-hmm. And, hey, I get that. If you're that guy, then that's what you should be doing. Right. And that works for you. Right. But if you have the time and you're relying on these cameras, there's so much more out there than what those are telling you. Yes. And we've talked yes. about that so much. Yes, absolutely. And, like, we, so this is not the first camera pull we've done since this postseason, this right. last hunting season. This is the second one we've pulled. Uh, we pulled the other camera um, three weeks ago. Yep. Maybe yeah, even yeah, longer at this point. Yeah, probably two, three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, and that pull was even better than this we had several big bucks on that like really nice mature oh, yeah. bucks on that I mean, we were fired up when we got those pictures mm-hmm. um and it's not about the bucks that we got on camera it's right. not that we're like oh i'm going in next year and this is my target buck and mm-hmm. i'm gonna you know sacrifice everything for him it's right. not that it's just that yes there's bucks in there but and this goes back to what Isaac said in the last podcast. And That's I, exactly I, what I was thinking. I loved what he said yeah. about how he's not looking for a specific buck. He's looking for the genetics right. of bucks. Absolutely. Which I 100% agree with. Now, to play devil's advocate, if you're one of those guys who who uses you know um, annual data yeah. from cameras, yeah. Who's to say that we don't go back in there on the dates that we got those bucks and one of them shows yeah. up and kills them? Yeah. yeah, that's great. But again, I, I agree with Isaac with what he said. I'm not really looking for that. I mean, no. yes, like I said in the last podcast as well, there's part of me that wants to find, you know, that buck that I want to go kill and kill him because I right. think there's something there's something to be said about doing that. Sure. But overall, out of all the areas we hunt, that's what we should be looking for. Yeah. And I think I, that's what that's what cameras should do for us. Sure. The way we hunt. I think it's just a confidence booster for any hunter to go into an area and know that your trail cameras and your hunting – in past seasons have told you that there's consistently bucks using these areas it makes hunting way more fun when you feel like you're in the game when you go to a place that you just have no history with and you're not seeing the sign no trail camera pictures well you know like that sucks yeah and and it just to go back to what i said like so we get those and that camera that we pulled two three weeks ago i'm gonna go in there now and again i'm gonna know these are bucks that we got on one camera right two cameras sorry because they're in two Actually, now that I think of it, we got some of those bucks on that one camera, and then what, 150 yards away was that other camera that you mm-hmm. had up there? Yes. And we didn't get the other yeah, bucks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> not that far. Right. I mean, yeah, you can only don't take your cameras so seriously. Right. You know, I guess that's what it comes down to. And I, I just had a thought there for a second. I guess what I was thinking is also when your cameras are popping and you got bucks all over them, 
if you are then hunting those spots over the years and your cameras have told you that bucks use these areas and you're not having success, then maybe you need to reevaluate how you're hunting that area. Because right. you can't be like, oh, ain't no deer in here. Well, right. there is. There is deer in there. Right. And yeah, it just like, it, especially these last two camera pulls have just completely opened my eyes. And Corey's been saying it for a long time. You've been saying it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You've been saying it longer than any of us, actually, right. about the whole camera thing. And it's just all kind of coming full circle for me. I'm like, how like how this camera's right there why aren't those mm-hmm. bucks there and it's because they have up in the adirondacks new hampshire maine vermont there's so much room and so many places for them to go mm-hmm. they don't have to go by that camera they don't they don't they no. can go by that one or maybe not even go by that one right in, in the buck that we have that picture of that Corey was tracking like i told you on the the truck ride back home like there's a good chance that that buck never even goes by that camera but right. he had been tracked that day and likely got bumped, kind of got circled around, whatever, and then he kind of got caught with his pants down coming yeah. back behind that or coming back past that camera because he, you know, he had a little bit going on there earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. If he'd never been bothered, he might not have ever come by that camera. Yeah, yeah. It's, One it's, picture of him during a whole season. That's it. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't believe how much I, I've relied on cameras over the years. And, and especially, you know, I've talked about this buck a million times, the one in farm country I hunted. And I heavily relied on my camera for yeah. him, you know? You know, when I was when I was younger and I was living by everything I saw on TV and mm-hmm. I, I'm hunting, um, you know, out of a friggin' plastic tote out of the back of my truck with my stuff as scent-free as I could be and, you know, the list <laughs> yeah. goes on. Um, and, and I'm, you know, bitching to my dad. I'm talking like 16, 17-year-old me about how this place sucks and you know this is why we ain't got no deer in new york and all these really pathetic reasons you always just used to tell me you just need to start hunting right dude stop stop with everything that you've heard and that you've read and watched and all that and start hunting and Mm -hmm. like this is at the time i'm just completely rebellious to that idea oh yeah I'm shooting nothing, and meanwhile, he's still consistently shooting nice bucks. I'm not saying he's shooting rackers, and he's shot some beautiful bucks over the years. He has. He's shot some beautiful deer that are on the wall. But he shot a lot of bucks like this that are just really respectable, you know, really respectable deer. And here I am, just completely opposed to the idea. And now, as in, like, every other son that's been told things by their father throughout their life. And as they get older, that's what I want to now say to you is, like, my boy. You just got to hunt. And that is and that is completely it because I've gone in the woods so many times with, like, I, this preconceived notion of what I need to be doing and I need to do this. Like, I, I honestly don't think at this point that there's on any given day that you can, before you get into the woods, you can say, hey, I'm going to go in and do this because you don't know that yet. You have to hunt based off what's happening that day. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, like – I love this because it's a learning experience, and that's what I'm learning over this time. Right. Like next year, approaching into the season, I actually have a lot of time to hunt next sure. this coming season, and I cannot wait to just be like, go in, assess what's going on, and be like, okay, I think I need to do this today rather than this is what I want to do, and I think I need to, I think I should kill a buck this way. Just mm-hmm. go hunt how I think I need to hunt yes. that day. Yes. Absolutely. That's all you have to do. And like we've said a lot of times too, and and I've said it on almost every deer that I've ever killed, man, I didn't think that was going to happen today. (laughs) That's what makes it so fun. You can't expect it. And you know how many times Corey has messaged me or hit me up on the radio and been like, nah, I lost his track. Couldn't sort him out. Ah, I lost his track. He he went down into a river, whatever. It was the 800th time me or Corey have said that to each other. And lo and behold, he was right behind a really good buck that day. And it could have worked out. The the reason, and, and, Corey was right when he said he's behind him, 
um, because he was. If he kept following his track, I mean, he's an hour behind him. Yeah, right? based off like where him. the deer gets his picture taken and where Corey had left to go to the truck and leaves the track, he's he's at least an hour behind this deer. But, but you know, and, and not that not that anyone would think of doing this on the track. Realistically, as a crow flies from where he was to if he just walks straight back to that buck, he's what um, Less half a than, mile, uh, yeah, about quarter probably, mile, yeah, from that buck. Very short, yeah. Isn't it's like crazy. it's like anything. It's always like the way that the deer navigate the woods. It can make it so much longer than right. it actually is on a straight line. Yeah. So I mean, who's I mean, who's to say like if you get in that situation, just start wandering. Go find it. Go say I'm gonna go. Hey, maybe this buck happened to. To circle around maybe he didn't but go look for another track well, maybe you can almost kind of relate it back to isaac's swinging on a track yeah where it's not you're swinging the deer because you're anticipating him being there like let's just say you're familiar with hunting certain areas the track's getting real crappy you can't sort him out but he's headed towards this area and you know it pinches real right. good right there you're swinging the track but really you're just trying to go cut the deer off or at least catch back up with the track in an area where you can freshen him back up and separate him from these deer. Right. And and now that you say that, to, to think of it looking on a map and, and just from what I've seen hiking over there, that deer didn't have anywhere else to go but back. No, that's what I mean. He had nowhere else to he go. He either goes to a parking – he either goes down in those swamps near the parking lot or he goes – you know, he there's a giant swamp. He could have swam across it, I guess, but I don't – I want to anticipate he would want to do that. Right. So he's going to go back well, where, the, he, where he came from. And the, and the worst part is is that this is so much easier. I'm Monday morning quarterbacking this to the oh, 18th percent. But the, the worst part is is that if Corey comes back on that pinch, I'm on the other side of the pinch. Right. I was well, hunting right. down there. Right, If yeah. he's just like, hey, dude, come halfway back up this mountain, and let's see if we run back into this buck because I think I got it. I mean, even if he's like, I got his track coming right back to you, I just right. freshened it back up. Right. Oh, well, man, like, that would have been awesome. And, you know, I think I've burned myself more times than not because I'll, I'll get into a situation like that, and I'll be like, nah, that's it. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shoot a buck today. This buck's so far ahead of me. Whatever. I'm heading back to the truck. Yep. I've done that. Pl- I'll be the first one to say I've done that plenty of times. Right. I need to get out of that to where I'm like, I'm here to hunt and I'm going to hunt till dark tonight. Well, that's the thing is that this buck would have had turned around and gone back deeper into the property where Corey had just come from. Right. And, and we let's be honest with ourselves. We've all been there. We're like, I'm going back. Right. I'm not going back in there. I just came from there. But here's here's the thing. The, the more people we talk to, mm-hmm. the more consistent the answer is of why these guys are killing bucks. Stay on the track. Stay on the track and hunt till dark. Yeah, I don't. I a lot of times don't do either. And like right. I said, I'll be the first one to admit it. Well, I get discouraged and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, and and again, I'm just hypothesizing because I certainly have not killed enough bucks on a track by any means. Right. But but think about the natural processes and a deer's daily habits that are going to slow him down for you in the middle of in the middle of the day might not be a good time for him to naturally slow down but if you can track him well into the afternoon and towards that golden hour well within shooting light of course right and he starts thinking he's going to start feeding and getting ready to do his night moves type of thing right that's what slows him down for you and that's when you shoot him 20 minutes before dark definitely no yeah definitely what is his reason to slow down other than that before that why would he do that I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not, you not need really you need you need him to have a reason to start slowing down. Right. And that might be it. Of co- sure. Could he just keep going and walk all through the night too? Yeah, he Absolutely. might. That, but that, and don't get me wrong. I have I, I have been on tracks where I followed them till yeah. you know yeah right up till almost dark, and it's just like you don't catch them sometimes. Right. That's just how it goes. But right. more times than not, like I said, I I come off that track and I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, done for the day. Like I think I need the, into this season. I need to be committed. Like, hey. 
some nights I'm going to have to walk out in the dark. It sucks, but I'm going to have to do it. Yes. You know, and yes. and to play devil's advocate to that, maybe it's not the safest thing to do. But like, I, especially when I was walking out in Vermont, I mean, it was getting probably like 3 o'clock, 3.30-ish, and uh, I was just walking over these big nasty boulders with uh with tank tanglefoot the guy was calling it uh, yeah, the I, mountain laurel the mountain laurel yeah there's mountain laurel coming up through there and uh all i'm thinking was man if i kept going on this buck a if i if i shot him i would have to come back tomorrow b it would have been a nightmare coming out in the dark on it on this like it would be dangerous coming out in the dark right, on that right all the flashlights in the world it's dangerous it would have been dangerous i yeah. mean it was it was a little bit sketchy coming up over some of these boulders in the light i'm like if i slip and fall like there's some pretty big gaps down in between these yeah. i might not come out of one of them yeah yeah so that's the other thing but and the woods are dark at night man like it's well it, it, yeah, you I, don't realize how dark it is until that darkness sets in and those dark those dark spruces and pines and it gets i'll never forget the um when we when we had our tent camp i uh i got out of work at like 11 o'clock at night and you guys were already up at or no it was maybe a little maybe nine Mm o'clock and you guys were already up there this yeah and i hiked up there through the dark and it's three miles and i'm like there's nothing out it's quiet it is like yeah, it's quiet during the day sitting there. Learn a little the bit about yourself, don't you? <laughs> I, I, I opened the Spotify, turned some music on. I was like, kind of, it, it is, it's spooky. There's, there's a spooky uh, It's absolutely to it, spooky, but it's kind of, that's, that, you it's live kind of like, for that. It's kind of like the adrenaline yeah. into it. It was, it was, yeah. yeah, it was something else. Kind of get that was definitely it getting feels out of my good. comfort zone. It feels good when you're just walking through the, like that, that, you've said it before, like that, ambient sound like there's nothing there there's nothing and it's just dark and you know you hear some weird creaks and cracks then, and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> <laughs> nice you nailed it and then you eventually get to that point where you know you're getting close to camp and then you can just see the glow yeah that's you know, what it is. of camp well, and well, you can hear people talking and you're it was, like yes I, I can see i could just barely see the glow of like one of the lanterns and all of a sudden i could hear Corey's laugh belching out of the town like, <laughs> you don't say I'm like, Phew, i made it i made it that was actually when I got into I hunting, camp. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we decided we're probably not going to do it this year, but yeah, hopefully in the years, in the years coming, I, we'll, yeah, I hope so. I, I, I hope so. It's a tough thing to do, especially right now with you know everything that everyone has going on between you guys working, Corey's having a kid. You know, I'm sure you guys will be having a kid in the next couple of years. It's a really yeah, hard thing. It and is. you look at some of these guys who do it, and you're like, man, it's act- it, it almost feels like it's more likely to come back around. When you're older. Yeah, when the kids want to are old enough to hunt right. with us and now we can right. make it. Yeah, they're sleeping outside though. We'll have our we'll have a couple <laughs> good pack mules on the team at that point. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah we'll we'll make like uh, a couple like hound dog shacks outside with some hay. We'll throw in there for them. <laughs> Get in there. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what we'll do. Oh man. Yeah. This conversation's getting sidetracked as usual. Uh, it- it is what it is. What else is there to talk about <laughs> yeah, this time much. of year? I don't even know. Yeah, for time. This isn't going to be an old. We're already at almost 40 minutes. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we're like, the. Re- I know, I know the rest of you guys are missing it as bad as we are. Oh, like, man. It's, I- it's not been a bad winter. It's just that we, we had we had a good hunting season. Like, we really had some mm-hmm. great times this year together as a group. Yeah. I'm and, glad you uh, said this because it made me think of something. Yeah. It just, man, like once hunting season left, just whoa, everybody went back to work. We really haven't been hanging out that much besides when we get together yeah. for a podcast. I think you and I have hung out the most out of everyone probably. We have, yeah, as we of, have. As of recently. Adam's job has been keeping him really 
busy because we've had just enough snow and, and windstorms and stuff this year that he, yeah. you know, he works in the, the... He works for the power company. Yeah, he works so. for the power company around here, so that's been keeping him out all the time and, yeah. um, and, and Corey with the baby and just work and... You know, we're all burning a lot of time during yeah. hunting season, so we're around a lot. And then right. when we get back on those schedules again. Yeah. Um, but you made me think of it, um, and, and I don't know why, for, for whatever reason. Maybe maybe it was because, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to actually hunt this season compared to what I usually do. But, man, once hunting season ended, I just didn't have my fill. And usually, like, at the end, you know how it is. At the end of hunting season, you're mm-hmm. burnt out. And don't get me wrong, I was burnt out. I mean, I traveled all over the place, filming everywhere. Like, I was burnt. But I didn't have that feeling this year where I was like, man, I'm ready for this break. Like, yeah. the second it ended, I'm like, I want to go track a buck right now. Like, yeah. I'm ready to go. I still and, feel like that. I want to go track tomorrow. I, I'm not joking you. I have Every single day I have woken up, I have thought about the opener of next season. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because usually, and I'm sure when the time comes around for Turkey mm-hmm. season, I'll be ready. I'll be ready to go do yes. that. And yes. that usually fades off quicker than deer season. Realistically mm-hmm. for yeah. me, oh, it does. But like, I haven't even thought about Turkey hunting. I've just thought about deer season next year. And I, I really, I really think that next year is going to be, I know I say this, I know Brad, I say it all the time, but next year is going to be a good year. No, I, re- I agree. I feel the I same. I do. I really We're feel going like into year four of us hunting the big woods and I just feel like we're starting to, I mean, it, it, it doesn't all feel so big and unknown to me no. at this point. Like, no. I really feel like I, I kind of know what I'm doing now. I'm not, I feel like I know what I'm doing. I, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm already like some legendary. I just have a good idea of what it's going to take. It feels like the gears aren't slipping anymore. Like yes. it feels like they sure. Yeah, like my gears set. have locked in, and now we're starting to turn. There's certain there's certain pieces of the puzzle now that I'm looking at compared to what right. I used to. I don't know why I feel like we always have to like protect ourselves, but like I just feel like there's always people like, oh, you're big, great big woods hunters now. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Hey, we're the best of the best. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not even close. No, it's like I, I we say it all the time. It's a learn. It's we're learning, right? I mean, it's this whole entire thing. This video right now, it's right. all been a learning experience for us. And that's, but I mean, we're we're four years in, dude, or we're going into our four years, and I'm as hungry as when we first set foot. I would dare say I'm hungry. Woods. Hungrier. I, I, I'm hungrier because when yeah. I first stepped in the big woods, I was like, the hell with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this yeah. kind of sucks. Well, still days I mean, that suck, but. granted, I I fell in love with it the second I got up there, but mm-hmm. like there there was always times where I'm like. I can go back to farm country right now and go see 20 deer out in the field yep. <laughs> versus yep. not, not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to, to get back out there. And, and hey, just, man, it, it's plain and simple. We've got more big bucks on camera in these last four years up north than yep. I've ever got in my first 17, 18 years hunting the farm country. Had right. some really nice bucks here and there. Mm-hmm. They were very difficult to hunt. Property lines always played a factor. Man, they're they're out there. There's big bucks out there. There's Go find them and giant, shoot those and, suckers. And the thing that kills me is we haven't even we haven't even seen the buck. No, oh no, there's even, bigger ones like, to be found. Don't get me wrong, we have some very nice bucks on camera. Yeah, very yeah. nice bucks. Yeah. But you see 125 some, at best, though? Yeah, Some of these deer, yeah. maybe like one time. I mean, I'm yeah, not talking we got a bunch one, of 180s running around. That, no, no, no. But that one next year, the, the you know, real thick eight-pointer that on the first camera mm-hmm. pull he had, he'll probably, be, awesome. he'll probably be 125, 130 yep. inches next year, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, But we haven't even found that one yet. No. And, and I'm just waiting for the day. And, and we talked about this earlier, too, on the walkout. I was telling Brad the walkout today seemed like it took two seconds because we were jaw-jacking. Oh, my gosh. And that's what that's what made me think, like, all right, we got to do a podcast tonight because yeah, we had yeah. some good conversation on the way out. Our best conversations are never with the headsets on. I know. It's like, 
God damn. That's all I can think to I'm like, if we had a headset on, this would be a great this would be a great podcast. But <laughs> um lost my lost my thought there. This happens way too often with me. I know I totally sidetracked you, but we were walking out and we were talking, jaw jacking. Oh, I was talking about the buck how we haven't even seen uh the buck yet. Yeah. And we were talking about <laughs> we can't wait for the day when one of us just has that perfect track and there's that giant buck that we've talked about for years mm-hmm. just sitting in his bed and mm-hmm. someone shoots him. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't get better than that right there. No. I, oh, my God. I, I look forward to that day, and I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's you. I don't care if it's Corey. I don't care if it's Adam. Yeah. I don't care if it's me. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll all get our shots over the years at sure. bucks like that, but I, I'm I'm craving that moment. Me too. I, I'm really thankful for my buck that I shot this year on the track because he was my first – my muzzleloader buck was a buck on the track, but he, right. I more like walked into an area that was deer while uh, had deer in it while I was on the track. This was a buck that I was actually tracking, and I shoot him coming up his back track. Yeah. So that that scratched that track and itch for the first time. I finally killed my first buck on the track. And then he ends up being like a lot bigger than I could have asked for. Like I didn't I never wanted it's to a shoot hammer. Yeah, I never wanted to shoot a buck as nice as nice as him right off the bat. Like I was gonna settle for anything. Like a basket right. six on the track was gonna be I was I so wanted that. Mm-hmm. So he like exceeded those expectations, which just made it so much more fun. Then amongst the things I want to accomplish as a tracker, I am looking forward to that big hog track. The one you've followed more than one time, oh, yeah. and but it never ever never panned pans out, out right, yep. and you can just feel it. Like I'm looking forward to when I had that experience under my belt, and I'm like, I can just feel that I'm gonna see this buck, and then you catch him, and you're like, oh my god, it, he's a slammer. And that's almost that's almost what I'm trying to express about this coming season. Like I, I just for whatever reason, I feel like like I said, you, me, Corey, anyone, there's gonna be a moment where we have that this mm-hmm. coming season. I think it's just because of a, you know all the work we've put in we've right. put in you know not not to boast about it but you know we put in a lot of work up yeah. there well we it's not because it's like a game we just we love it that much like it's, we love it's it. nothing to us we just we want to do it you're right like today walking up there with brad i'm like man it is just so nice to be out here today mm-hmm. and usually you know i get deterred by the snow after this yeah season, this wasn't like dude we're going to pull cameras today we're going to scout this out it was hey dude want to go for a walk i have literally it was i have nothing going on today let's go do something <laughs> right. That's, so we did that so we went and pulled <laughs> right. the camera out. But but I do feel like this season we're we're gonna have that that moment and I I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, we're gonna get there. If so. it's you know if it's not in the season, it's in the near future because we are hunting where there are some really nice bucks and yeah, it's only a matter of time. And, and I'm sure all you guys have. I hope you guys are pulling your cameras and seeing some good deer. Yeah, like it's just I hope f- everyone. I hope everyone. It's a fun time of year to kind of yeah. catch back up and and hopefully if you didn't have an awesome season or maybe you didn't have any success maybe your cameras are kind of bringing your spirits back up because you're like oh man there was right. some good ones hanging and, around. and you want to know something it's guys who we see on, on facebook who who like almost like give me that it's not a it's not from a jealousy standpoint of like the bucks that you see on facebook but yeah. it's like that lights a fire under my ass like you see the joe <laughs> the joe larocks posting all yeah. the time or, yeah. or anyone in that heavyweights group yeah. who you see posting well, all the time and you're like <clears throat> yep, they shot another good one. Yeah, well, yeah. Jeff Doyle just created a page, and that's like become the new Northeast Heavyweights page. Everybody's posting pictures oh, really? and sharing stories. Yeah, you haven't seen it? No. Dude, this thing has been blowing up for the last two days. What? A lot of them bucks I've already seen, like guys are coming back for round two of like the, the tag and brag. I know, I do too. <laughs> I but it's it. funny because it's popping, it's popping off like when Northeast Heavyweights about two years, maybe like two years ago. Yeah. Or maybe it was even just last season, got really big. Yeah, that's some, a big group. Yeah, like that's when I saw Joe for the first time. He's we got to get him on the podcast Dude. too. But hold on, I want to bring you back to something yeah. real quick before we go off topic. What I love about seeing guys' pictures, like after the season, kind of catching up on everybody that shot deer, is 
I and I think we've talked about this like off the mics before, but I don't like looking at people's bucks like to be like, oh man, what a nice buck. I actually like looking. I'd be like, oh, I'd love to shoot a buck like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I like that buck or like the way like the setting where that he's holding the deer. Like if it looks like an area, I'm like, oh, I'd love to shoot Dude. a deer in a spot like yes. that. That is exactly yeah. it. And like I said, like when I see him, I'm like. He did it again. Like, yeah. I, that's, I'm, you're inspiring me right now to go do <laughs> yeah. that. Like, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. And then when they, I love when there's just a, a nice big post to go along with it and you read it and you feel like you, you could put yourself in that situation because yes. you've been there. Yes. But it didn't pan out. Yes. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Those pages are awesome, dude. I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and of awesome. course, I'm reading through it and I'm like, It'll be like Mass, New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, Vermont, <laughs> yeah. Vermont. And they'll be like, Adirondack buck. I'm like, let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah. Nice Adirondack Rep, buck. Repping the hometown. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, repping the home turf. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is uh, – you do – and, God, I – I don't know where I was going with that. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm starting to get worried I, about that. I, I didn't take a nap today. <laughs> I might have something to do with it. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we have much more to say, honestly. But I wanted to get on here, and I think it was a pretty good conversation. Yeah, you so you, def- you you would hit me up and ask if we wanted to do this tonight. Yeah, because I'd the actually. Came well, I wanted to say to you, too. I said, I, I was thinking earlier I was going to ask you, have your wheels been spinning all day since then, though? Mine have. Yeah, dude. Since have. since going up there today, it's all I've thought. Of. I've I must I must have looked at those same pictures of those bucks today a hundred times. I just yeah. keep looking at them, think they're gonna get bigger the next time I open my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but. I can just like picture where we got the pictures from like a you know a ten thousand foot view. I'm trying to think what there's a name for it. Like I guess you could say a bird's like an eye view. aerial. Yeah, there's well there's like a term like if you look at it from ten thousand feet. Or there's like a term basically as though you're looking out over the land. You could yeah. also say a bird's eye view. But um, I can just picture how I'm putting all these things together in my mind. How we can more efficiently, how I can more efficiently hunt this ground. And I'm just, it, it's like you said, like, I could go out tomorrow. I'm just itching to get back in the woods. I right. feel like I could shoot a buck right now. Well, well, and I just have confidence oozing out of me right and, now. And I don't even think that we've noticed that we've been doing this, but it's something that we talked about in a couple podcasts ago with Corey, and that's narrowing down our areas. Yeah. And, what, was the, and, what, what did I tell you when we got to the camera and I said it's only got 25 pictures, but. Right, the other camera that we other, had pulled had 300 and whatever. That's right. what you're talking about? Yeah, and I'm yeah. saying. We're narrowing some things down. Right. We have some good bucks on it, but we also know that not as much deer activity. In well, here. and I don't even know if we really even noticed. Or, or is there? It kind of contradicts what we said. Maybe they just don't walk by the camera. Right. right. Just, I mean, hunt. just hunt. Just hunt. <laughs> just go out. Listen, how old the cameras? Just go hunt. <laughs> but no, really. I mean, if you look at like the past two camera pulls, like we've narrowed down a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Compared, like if we did One camera confirmed a lot. The other one narrowed some stuff down. I feel right. Like. Yeah, and that's where a camera can help you. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not saying like, hey, this is, uh, you know, this buck's here. I need to go hunt this area, yada, yada. But like, it's just saying, again, going back to what Isaac said, there's bucks here. Like, maybe yes. this is an area we should focus on versus going over here and wasting right. our time, right. and especially on bare ground. Right. When you don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. And the sign really doesn't mean much yeah. at that time of the year. Yeah. Maybe we should be over here. Definitely. So, that, that's, that's an area where the cameras help. And we'll always run cameras. That's not even a question. I we think, just like seeing the pictures. Right. I just love seeing the pictures. Yeah. And, and, but I'll, I will never use them the same as I did. Yes. And that's a fact. I'll, yeah. never, I'll never be reliant on them again. I feel, I feel like this about cameras, too. I could not hang a single camera next year and just haunt. 
It wouldn't bother yeah. me. I don't need to hang the camera ahead of time. I don't need to feel like I need to know what it told me after this. I could just go hunt too. I need this though, like what we did today. Right. I need that. Right. Like I don't need well, it the, during like the opening the gift on Christmas type of thing. Right. I don't need it during yeah. the season. At this point, I don't need it during the season for what we do. Mm-hmm. And I, we didn't check it during the season. That's why no. I'm just. T- and we we're still have. About and now. we still have. How many more cameras out? Three or four up in the big woods. Yeah, I would say at least three, maybe yeah. four. And those are all Corey's. And we're in. I mean, you never know because we've had some real disappointing camera pulls. Mm-hmm. Actually, in that area, we've had disappointing camera pulls. Um, and but, yet, and yet we keep going back. Yeah. <laughs> just, Why is that? I don't know. It's like our. It's like <laughs> we had we had tent camp there, so it's just like it feels like home. I know the reasons we go back. <laughs> but they're not coming to fruition, so why do we keep going back? Hey, you sh- uh, you've seen, you saw Dandy up there oh, on yeah. that mountain. Oh, there's shot more than into one a nice buck. Back in there, yeah. Corey shot a nice buck. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's good stuff up there. There's just we found that there's certain places that hunt far more difficult than others. Yeah, and and, and you know, to go back to how we were talking about how that area we were in hunts today, mm-hmm. how you how it kind of breaks up into, like, these smaller portions. I don't feel that up on, on that mountain. No. It just feels all. huge. It just feels, like, vast, you know. You're talking about where of, Corey's cameras are. Yeah. yeah well, that entire huge. that entire area, really. It is huge. Compa- but... and, and I don't know. It's like you almost know when you walk into these areas and you're like, okay, I kind of, like, get a feel for how this hunts. And I right. li- I like more, for me personally, I like when they hunt small like that. Right. Like where we were today. Yeah. Versus, you know, that mountain that we had tent camp up on. I just it, – it's always seemed like I was running around. And maybe that's because I was my first year. And yeah. I don't know as much – I didn't know as much then as I do now. But I felt like I was just chasing my tail up there. I felt like I couldn't figure anything out. Yeah. And yeah, that hasn't, all kind of the same. Yeah, that hasn't changed for me. Um, I, I, I can't say that I've figured anything more out there, uh, figured anything out up there more than, um, years past. Yeah. Like at this point, I feel like I should have a better grasp on it. Right. I don't. Right. I, I think it's, and I think it's more of like a confidence thing and like a style of hunting that you approach. Right. I guess. Right. And for me, I think hunting like those small areas. And again, Never not, hunted not because on snow. Though. Not, well, I hunted it one time on snow and I actually ended up killing that buck with the muzzle loader. But other than that, I haven't spent enough time in there on snow. Right. And But it doesn't. We're talking about southern. I'll say we're talking about southern Adirondacks. I could beat that off if you want me to. No, I'm not but, worried that. But this is like real southern Adirondacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't get snow until late muzzle loader, usually. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean it's well within the park, but I mean it is the Adirondack. I don't want to get any get oh, it twisted. Oh no, like, it's this Adirondacks. Is, it's the Adirondacks. It's big, it's big, big woods. Oh, it's very big woods. It's just, uh, yeah, it just the swamps and ponds and everything else we're talking about on this this other property don't really exist so much on the one that we're currently talking about, and that's what makes Man, it yeah, difficult. I, I'm getting it mixed up here. <laughs> I'm sorry. The swamps and ponds where we went today, okay, when the camera pull was, and you shot your buck, right. Don't exist in the same capacity on this piece we're talking about that no. we can't figure out. No. And that's why you can't break it up, like, from that bird's eye view in the same way and say, man, A, B, C. Like, what's that guy from Barstool, <laughs> Jerry? Is it Jerry? Oh, the, the signs, signs. The, the signs. signs. Eh? I'm connecting the signs. Uh, right? One plus one is two, so if two plus four is six, <laughs> then the buck should be here. Right. I <laughs> almost feel like in some spots it's a little bit more possible to do that. And this piece just feels like. 
Yeah, well, I still have no, th- yeah, <laughs> still have no and, idea and, what and I'm you doing. Know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we're going to, you know, over the years run into a lot more pieces like that and then run into pieces where we walk in and we're like, this is, I can I can hunt this way better than I can hunt this piece. Yeah. And, again, that all goes. Well, that's how you find your down. spots, right? That's how you find your favorite right. spots. Right. You it, hunt certain pl- it, places better. And, and another, I mean, these guys, people probably don't even care to listen to this, but th- personally, like, the spot that um, we went into the first time we pulled the camera, where we had the 300 pictures or whatever, that's another spot where I feel like I can almost condense certain areas yeah, and can. hunt it small Yeah, for what it is. You can. If you hit out the backside of it, you're screwed. But that the way it sets up on the front side, you're There's, fine. And, and I, I'm trying to – I don't know what the best way to convey to people listening would be like my thought process on this, but it's almost like there's certain topography in these pieces. Like how can I – um. Like say there's a, say there's a, a swamp down here on this end of the mountain, and then right above that swamp you have a big. So the way I look at topo maps and what I do during like to when I go into a new area that I don't know, I'll look at obviously I look at, I see all these close lines. It's real steep here, right and right here, mm-hmm. steep here and steep here, and then I'll find you know a bench that's mm-hmm. like this, right? The lines like that, sure. And I'm like that looks good yeah. because all this is the same, sure. There's just that little slight difference right here. I say okay, what's around that? Okay, there's a swamp right there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Right. These deer up and down from that bench to that swamp, in my mind. Right. Another thing I look for, um, a finger. Fingers, I love hunting fingers. Yep. I think they're one of the most productive spots. And then you add a sw- When there's a finger and a swamp, I think that's the most productive spot, yep. in my opinion, from what I've seen. Sure. And Todd would say the same thing. Todd to- Mead. Would say the yeah, same thing. Yeah, he, he said did. that specifically. On he did. Podcast. And, and and as time's gone on, I found that found too. That to be a true. finger to right. a swamp. Yeah. You'll always find sign. Sure. I bump a lot of deer out of those areas. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like hunting it small, though. You right. know what I mean? I can right. look at those key features on a map yeah. and be like, okay, I think I'm going to do really well in here. And then I walk into the area, and I'm like, okay, this yeah. is it. And it yeah. was the exact same way when I the place I killed my buck. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you feel like that, but. No, I do. I, I There's just, it kind of, to dumb it down again, it's just what we said initially when we started that little tangent there is just you hunt certain areas better than others and that's why they then become your spot right that's why not every guy likes you could take some guy to be like oh, i'll do this great spot there's bucks everywhere in here and they yeah. hunt it and be like eh, i got my own spot you know yeah well and, and then you know i've talked to other people who are like saddles saddles are it yeah you know like i go to a saddle every day. It, it's just you know you have to hunt to your strength another podcast yeah. that we did and again like i would be careful with worrying too much about like certain type you know like just hunt Right. That is that is exactly it. Yeah. Like, but I'm just saying, like, to get a start of where I'm right. going. I don't right. always listen. I don't go there and spend you know four hours because I think it's the best spot. Sure. I go there. I check it out. If it's not good, I keep moving. Well, and that's what I was gonna say is if I haunt. Well, I shouldn't say if I if I do. I do do this. Yeah. I'm gonna pick a spot on a map I want to go check out. I'm gonna pretty much haunt right to it. Oh, I yeah. want to check it out. And then after that, it's just kind of a shot in the dark. Free for all. Go yeah. check stuff out. I'm just hunting at that point. Yeah. You know? Which is productive if right. I'm mine. Right. I don't, I don't have like a set plan like I'm going to check this area, I'm going to check that area. No. you get in there and it never looks like what you expected it to most of the time. No, 99% of the time, like I said, I'm finding those little key differences in my mind what right. in the terrain features. I'm going in there. I'll go check that out. Maybe I find something good. Maybe I don't. And then I'll get on my map while I'm in there if I have any service. I'll get yeah. on my map and be like, okay, well, this isn't, you know, this is something. This is something a little different over here, so I'm going to go over here. And then, you know, maybe that doesn't pan out. I go to the next spot and the next right. spot. So right. 
Just keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving and keep hunting. And you'll figure it out. There it is. Keep moving and keep hunting. There you go. There's the name <laughs> of your podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll probably wrap it up there. We're probably going on an hour. Yeah, we're about at an hour right now. Perfect. Just we, enough for you to guys to listen to on your ride into work. Or yeah, am I the only one that does yeah. that? No. Well, I only work two days a week right now, three days a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a lie. I usually work five some weeks. But Hey, man, whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> anyways thanks for listening guys we were kind of just babbling but like i said we want to get one out to you um as always go give us a follow and a like on instagram facebook youtube all under adirondack bucks and beyond and we will catch you next time